You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Today on the show, Danny West is going to join us first. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting as we head into this dead period. Had some big visitors on campus and some other stuff to talk about as well. Keith Grayson is going to join us as well as country music star Joe Nichols. All that and more on Hogsports Live. Before we jump into things, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Facebook Live, be sure to throw us a thumbs up if you're watching there and follow the page. Also available on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Also on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review and a rating. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere you can think of uh, to find Razorback information, or excuse me, to find podcasts. Uh, also, I want to mention that it is 50% off right now, just for a limited time, just for a few more days, 50% off at hogsports.com. Uh, so sign up today and get the best in Razorback information at hawgsports.com. No promo code or anything, just sign up and you'll get the deal. All right, I'm already joined by Danny West. Danny has uh, been busy. You know, it's been a lot on me the past 30 days or so with this coaching search, and now it's really Danny's time to shine with all the recruiting information. Danny, how are you doing? I'm wiped. I'm wiped. It was a long <laughs> week, but uh, happy signing week to you. Happy dead period to yeah. you. So the dead period starts today. Signing period starts on Wednesday and then runs through Friday. Is that right? That's correct. And Arkansas had some big visitors on, on hand this weekend. The first recruiting weekend under, under Sam Pittman. What can you tell us just briefly? I don't want to go over everything. Danny has a VIP recruiting podcast where you can find some more in-depth information, but we're going to brush over a few items here. Yeah, well, I, I think he got a lot done in a, in a short amount of time last week. You know, it's, that's the struggle we always talk about with a coach coming in nowadays in December. It, it just makes it really tough, especially this year. Uh, it seemed like even less time for a coach to deal with when you make a hire on, what, the ninth. Uh, it made it really quick for him. But he did. He, he went out on the road last week as much as he could. Uh, I think it really helped to keep some guys around, you know, uh, whether he keeps them full-time or not. Ron Cooper, uh, Steve Caldwell, both those guys went out early with him, trying to help him at least get through the end of the week. And then, of course, as I'm sure you've you've discussed uh, last week, Trey, Justin Stepp being able to keep his job here, I think that was really key. So got a good group of visitors in this weekend. And now you sit back and kind of wait on tomorrow. There's a big-time announcement coming from – Donovan Johnson, that's kind of really going to get Arkansas's week kicked off here uh, as far as the signing period is concerned. And then Wednesday and Thursday as well will will really be big for this class, uh, you know, if it goes in Arkansas's favor. And I think some of them are going to, if not all. Where do you see things standing with Donovan Johnson? He's committed to Virginia right now, correct? Yeah. Uh, he, uh, like I said, he's going to announce tomorrow. And anytime you've got a signing day announcement, which tomorrow's not signing day, but in his mind, uh, it's pretty much a, a signing day decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's got it down to two schools. He's already committed to one of them. Why would you have an announcement to say that you're sticking with that school, yeah. right? Arkansas obviously gets the final visit over the weekend. I think they've done a really good job there. Uh, no such thing as a sure thing. We all know that. But 
Yeah, I've, I've got a trend in Arkansas's direction right now. Yeah, usually doesn't happen. It has happened that way before, but usually doesn't we have happen. Seen. Yeah, but uh, Louisiana kid, so it's uh, Virginia's kind of a far, uh, a far away. Darren Turner is on his second official visit over the weekend. This is a guy that you really, really like, just physically, just uh, has a lot of upside. Yeah, I, I think I said as soon as Chad Morris was fired, somebody asked me, you know, uh, what's the chances of getting him back? And I felt very strongly that he needs to be probably one of the first phone calls the next coach makes. And mm-hmm. sure enough, that's that's basically how it turned out uh, with Darren, 6'2", 206 athlete. As you mentioned there, he could do so much for you. And that's why I felt so strongly about him. He could play wide out. He could play safety probably you know with his frame could add 10 15 pounds and play outside linebacker just really athletic and uh, as you mentioned there he's he's one of the guys that took advantage of that ncaa rule that allows a a prospect to come back for Mm -hmm. a second official visit if that program had a a coaching change so he took advantage of that and uh as of right now i think arkansas sits in a in a really favorable spot with darren Really good-looking kid, and i I got to say safety, Danny. I mean, Arkansas desperately needs safeties, especially um, with Cameron Curl deciding to, to take his talents to the next level if he's drafted. I mean, I think that a lot of people saw that and was just like, well, that's interesting. I mean, I don't – I wish Cam Curl all the best. I don't know that he's going to end up getting drafted, though. Another safety guy to, uh, to look at, Miles Slusher out of Broken Arrow, a guy that's been mentioned with Arkansas a long time, who um, is committed to Oregon. Yeah, well, I heard you mention there that uh, distance from home with Donovan Johnson. And, and yeah, there's probably something to it. But if you ask him, you know, he's really not concerned about it, nor is his family. Mm -hmm. Whereas Miles Slusher, I think, you know, a kid out of Broken Arrow, he's an hour and 45 minutes from campus, committed to Oregon pretty early in the process, relatively early. And I think over time, maybe that, that distance from home does seem a little bit greater for a Tulsa kid. So, yeah, I think that comes down to Arkansas and Nebraska. <clears throat> Excuse me. And currently I've got it with Arkansas, but that could really go either way, Trey. I mean, that's the type he could wake up uh, Wednesday morning and, 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 you know, decide he wants to be a Husker. Some of those kids from Tulsa have. We've seen uh, Savion Morrison. Uh, obviously he's committed up there. So uh, Nebraska's always done well there. But right now I think uh, coming off that visit, Arkansas is in a good spot with Miles and, you know, he was your uh, secret visitor last week. We, we yeah. couldn't have an official visit weekend without a secret guy, yeah. right? Yeah, especially kicking off things with, with, yeah. with Sam Pittman. Gotta have one. Danny and I always have gone back and forth for a long time just kind of doing Sam Pittman impersonation. This is well before he was hired. And with the slusher deal, I was just kind of like, because Pittman's from Oklahoma, I sent you, uh, <laughs> well, Oregon's long way off for us Oklahoma boys. And Danny, you, you said Danny sent back. Well, it's not a well, it's not as far as Alaska, but it's plenty far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. have a good time with that. I, I, Danny does a Danny does a lot better than I do on Sam Pittman. Well, it's plenty far. He's not as big as Dan, but he's plenty big. <laughs> it's too easy, man. He's too much like me. Yeah, I hear that. So, a couple offensive linemen, Marcus Henderson, Ray Curry Jr. Ray Curry split out pretty early. I didn't Mm -hmm. think that was the best-sounding thing ever, but he was committed to Missouri's offensive line coach. So, how do you see things shaking out between Curry and Henderson? Two four-star offensive linemen. Well, Curry's not a four-star on on 24-7, but I think he is on Rivals. 
Yeah, I'm not sure that he even is on Rivals, but I mean, you look at his offer list and it speaks for itself. He's got most, if not all, of the SEC, so you'll take that for a three-star. But you mentioned it there. Brad Davis was already recruiting him, Mm -hmm. actually got his commitment at Missouri, and uh, I think they're really close. And You know, it's kind of a, a domino effect, in my opinion. If you're able to get Ray Curry, I think it really helps your chances with Marcus Henderson, mm-hmm. who is, uh, you know, he's going to wait until February to announce his final decision. But, yeah, I think they're just in a really good spot with all of these guys. And I'm not just saying that, you know, just uh, trying to build up any type of hype. I just think that's where it's at right now. You kind of you struck it just right with some kids who were still – uh, and balance, so to speak, uh, uh, not quite sure where they're going to end up. And, and you get Sam in here at just the right time to recruit offensive linemen. I think it was it was really key for them. And it's not just Ray and, and Marcus. You know, you've got Robert Scott out of Conway. Yeah, I was about to ask uh, about Robert. Still committed to Ole Miss. Uh, Robert, uh, yeah, Robert kind of seemed like a guy week. when he committed, though, Danny. Didn't he seem like a guy that kind of wanted to get out of state and do his own thing? Or That was actually uh, what I was told he told Arkansas staff. And they uh-huh. were, you know, hey, that's it is what it is. We would love to have you, but uh, you can't can't make everybody stay at home whereas now it seems like he's a little more receptive yeah. to the fact that hey um, you're needed here and they they are Trey I mean you can yeah. we could talk about all these other positions all day long but it comes down to it Sam Pittman wants offensive linemen yeah. and, and he's got to get bigger and he knows it and uh, you know you see a guy like Marcus Henderson walk in he's 6'4 315 barely fits in the door he's super yeah. wide uh, some of these guys are really big people, yeah. and Robert's one of them. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Robert Scott is one of them, 6'6", 300. He could, he could go a long way in helping you with that. Well, I mean, it, it's obvious that you know he, he wants and needs offensive linemen in this class. It's a, it's a position of need. They need to sign at least three just to get the numbers to about 15. And I know Pittman wants more. He always wanted more than that at Arkansas. But, um, I mean, went out. his first hire was an offensive line coach. He's an old offensive line coach. He goes out and starts seeing offensive linemen, brings offensive linemen in for the first visit weekend. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty obvious that that's a, a key area of emphasis for him. And I wonder about, like, a guy like Takias Crawford. Is there any any hope for Takias Crawford? Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've reached out to Ty a couple of times, and so far he hasn't heard from Arkansas. I don't know if that's – you know, maybe something on film that they don't like or if there might be something outside of football, who yeah. knows, right? But for whatever reason, uh, yeah, uh, no contact as as of yet. And what about uh, our guy Jacoby Criswell down in Morrillton at quarterback? Yeah, uh, less than positive news there. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they tried to get him here last weekend mm-hmm. or this over the weekend. You would much rather have an offensive coordinator in place when you're trying to attract a a four-star quarterback, and unfortunately for Arkansas, it just hasn't happened yet. You know, I, I anticipated them getting an offensive coordinator in here by the end of the week last week. Comes out, and that's not how it played out. So he went on and took that trip to Chapel Hill, and from what I understand, Mac Brown really, really went at him hard and, and ultimately shut it down. So as of today, we're expecting Jacoby to go ahead and sign with, with the Tar Heels on Wednesday morning. So and now you've got to go get one somewhere, Trey. And yeah. You really need two of them. Yeah, I mean, quarterback numbers are low. I mean, you got Jack Lindsey, John Stephen Jones, and KJ Jefferson, and that's it right now. That's, so three that's a scary situation. It's crazy that they went from so many quarterbacks on campus at one point to now just having three on campus. And 
So that's a major area of needs. You could possibly address it in the grad transfer market. I would like to see them bring in somebody who's younger, though, uh, somebody that can come in and, you know, and develop. I, but at the same time, you got to get the numbers right. You just have to get yeah. the numbers right. So we'll see where they go with that. You do. Maybe a coordinator, uh, depending on who it might be. Maybe he's got a guy in his back pocket. Hey, Pittman to said this morning on the buzz, though, he did say this morning on the buzz that, uh, that he – hopes to have one by the end of the week, which makes me believe that it's not an NFL guy now because he right. did say previously uh, to recruits, at least what we'd heard is that, uh, you know, he's made some hires that still have a game or two left, which, you know, what does that mean? Uh, if he's got a, if he's got his coordinator, then he wasn't talking about a coordinator, right? Because sure. anybody that has a game or two left has bowl games or uh, college football playoffs, which. That's the way I took it as well. Yeah. So. Uh, it'll be an interesting hire. Justin Stepp retained. We'll leave you uh, with this last one, Danny. Justin Stepp retained. Obviously, that's a guy that um, very strong recruiting prowess. And uh, I don't know, a guy that's well-liked around here and a guy that definitely absolutely wanted to stay at Arkansas. So uh, that's good news also on the recruiting front. What do you think the, the impact will be with him early? I think it could be immediate with a guy like Savion Williams. You know, we just talked about yeah. Darren. He's a guy that could play wide out or safety. Um, uh, so we'll see where he ends up, but I do think that it probably helped with Darren and now Savion Williams. We know that uh, last Thursday, I want to say, Coach uh, Stepp and Coach Pittman went into Savion's home. It may have been Wednesday night, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I think I think you've really got a good chance now of getting Say back on board. You know, an athletic freak, man, six four, one ninety five, whatever he is now. But I think even Sam Pittman, according to what I'm told, was really surprised by what they have there yeah. in Savion. So wouldn't surprise me. I think he's going to be back up for another official next month and uh, and go from there. But SMU's really putting it on him. I think Arkansas is in a good spot now that Steph is staying. And then from there, Trey, I mean, you've got a shot at like uh, Corey Wren. And if you haven't watched that kid, you need yeah. to turn it on and, and watch him. That's a speedster, true speed right there. So, yeah, you still got a, a shot here on a couple more wide outs as well as all these – big linemen they're bringing in so yeah. the dead period starts um today it started and then started it started and then it goes dead for a month we've got the signing day on the 18th and that runs through friday so wednesday through friday uh and then it's really filling this coaching staff out and then getting back on the horse and recruiting right it is i think they're i think you're going to see them spend quite a bit of time <clears throat> excuse me quite a bit of time recruiting some of the current guys mm -hmm. you know routine boyd colin clay uh, you know, there's some guys like that who may still be on the fence on whether or not to enter the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned there, you got to fill out a staff. And then, yeah, you got to start checking that transfer portal, especially for quarterbacks. I'd like to see them bring in a high school guy and a, and a transfer, Trey. I think yeah. you could, you could uh, justify taking two guys again this year. Yeah, I think so. All right, Danny, appreciate you, man. All right, man, we'll see you. All right. So that's Danny West. Danny does a great job for anybody who is interested in Razorback recruiting. You definitely want to go to hawgsports.com and sign up for our 50% off offer because most of Danny's stuff is VIP and certainly does a great job there. And it's a really important time here with this early signing period. And then, of course, 
a lot of coaching search things with filling out the rest of the staff and not just assistant coaches, but you also got, you know, everything from graduate assistants to uh, strength and conditioning to quality control, a lot of stuff to be done here with this coaching staff still. And uh, this is a good time to do it because you do have the coaching convention and a lot of hires can kind of come out of that kind of stuff too. So I appreciate Danny West for being on with us. All right, I want to go ahead and go into my special guest here. We've got Keith Grayson and country music star Joe Nichols. Joe Nichols is a big Razorback fan from Rogers, Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly glad to have him on. Let's see if we can get him on here. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello? We got both of them. Got it. All right, so we got Joe Nichols and Keith Grayson. Keith and Joe are good friends. I don't know how that started. I'm guessing maybe from Hog Sports. Is that where that originated from? Yeah, most of my uh, friends I met on the internet. Joe's the same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I, I wanted to ask you guys first of all. Start with you, Joe. What do you think of this uh, of this Sam Pittman hire? What are your thoughts? I think it's great. I think um, he seems like a really incredibly nice guy. I think it's always good to um, remove the goggles of wanting to see the greatest in everything the Razorbacks do. Uh, and see what other people think about it, you know, nationally and what, what other kids that are closer to the situation and uh, what the perception is. And I think that perception is amazing. I think everybody that I've talked to is is really, really high on him. I haven't met him personally, I, I don't think. But um, from everything I can tell, man, at, at least on the personal side and, and from, a, like I said, a person standpoint, everybody seems to be really high on it. And so for that, I think that's the – best way we can tell how it's a good hire so far is that he's a great guy and very well respected in life so i'm i'm in i wanted to bring you in joe with a little she started walking over to me but uh i don't i don't think i don't have the licensing i'd probably get flagged on the copyright infringement <laughs> if i did that i, I like keith's reaction to that just leave the yeah leave the singing up to the singer yeah i'll do that <laughs> um so it's funny so so i went to see joe on 
was it Friday night or was it Saturday night? Anyway, over the weekend, and it was Friday night, and he had had the longest line of meet and greets that I'd ever seen. There's like over 200 people that he yeah. has to take photos with, and uh, I patiently wait at the end. It's part of part of stalking somebody is you've got to be really, <laughs> got to really like bide your time and just wait until the right opportunity. So anyway, I uh, I get towards the the end of the line. His you know, he's been touring and all this stuff, and he walks up after doing photos of 200 people and says, hey, have you heard anything about the offensive coordinator? That was, like, the first <laughs> thing that came up. <laughs> so he's just like us, man. The first – Joe, the first time I met you was in Little Rock. You came up. You had just sung the national anthem and then, I guess, sprinted up the steps, up the bleachers, <laughs> and came into the press box to come tell me hello. Yeah. I felt like the celebrity. I felt like What's a celebrity. I told everybody in there, they were like, well, that was interesting, Trey. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, my minor <laughs> local celebrity at work right there. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah it was, I think for an uh, LSU game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that was when they were still playing the, the LSU game in Little Rock. So, uh, yeah. so Joe, what do, you, what do you have coming up next? You're on tour? Man, I've been hitting heavy this year with, with touring. Uh, I finished my last couple of dates of the year on the 27th, 28th in Indianapolis and in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I'm out for a month. I just unplugging and taking a month off from the road, from the studio, from everything. Uh, just because it's been such a, you know, such a a busy year. Kind of one of those, you know, kind of um, really in thick and touring and trying to get ready for the next album and everything in the studio and make them you know, making music. So it's been kind of a heavy, heavy year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, unplugging is, is my next phase. Unplugging. Just doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll be able to watch some, some good football. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and basketball. Yeah. And basketball. Yeah. What do you guys think of Muscleman? What do you, what are your thoughts on Muscleman, Joe? I, I think so far, um, it's as, as great as you can, can hope for. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knew what to expect really. I didn't know what to expect, but it's great to see that, you know, for the most part, a very similar roster that we had last year, minus you know obviously Dan Gafford, but but everybody's playing with um, maybe just a, a, another level of experience helps in that. But but the defense looks incredible. I think everybody knows that. But offense is very capable of you know doing a lot of great things. But mm. man, the net rankings today coming out today, number twenty three. I think that yeah. blows everybody's mind. Mine, mine for sure. Yeah, I think so too. What are, what are your thoughts, Keith? We haven't asked you too much about basketball. What do you What are you thinking about? Who would have now? thought that Isaiah Joe's the second best player on the team? Mason Jones man. is coming out swinging, man. He so makes, he, Mason Mason has lost a ton of weight, and you could tell initially, right off the bat that he lost a bunch of weight. But I mean, it has really made a difference in his game. What did he drop? Forty one? Is that what he had Saturday? Yeah, forty one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I still think that Isaiah Joe can can um, can oh, yeah. do that. Same thing on on any given night, score you know thirty five points mm-hmm. along with Mason Jones, man. To have a one two punch like that, man, it's, that's going to be crucial to not you know for not having a big man, uh, steady rotation of just yeah. you know, elite big man. That's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I think we you'll probably run into some problems. Although we've seen them overcome some bad shooting nights, but in the SEC, you know, you, you're going to need to be able to knock down the three and. Uh, when Mason Jones is healthy, I think what we saw here a little bit lately was, you know, without Mason healthy because of the shoulder injury, um, you, you saw him start to dip a little bit. But obviously, he's uh, he's good to go now after after his performance Saturday. Yeah, man, look good. Where are you, Joe? You in Nashville? I'm um, actually at my home in Tyler, Texas. Tyler, uh, Texas. 
Yeah, I'm in one of the rooms in my house that uh, that I get to have complete ownership. In. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is my kind of uh, this is my office, my little cubby hole. Were you like yeah, every, we're, were you like everybody else following the coaching search, just like on on the lane train and just kind of riding the wave and stuff, or did you did you have time to do all that? I was I was uh, I didn't have time to do it, but I did it anyway. Yeah, I was kind of uh, <laughs> up nights, you know, just kind of really kind of obsessing on the internet like everybody else and. And I texted Danny a couple of times there, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I, for me anyway, no matter who they hired, I'm, I'm going to be bought in and just root for 100%. I think, yeah. you know, with the Lane Kiffin thing, it was, you know, kind of a big name out there. I don't know about best available, but at least as far as the media goes, most high-profile name. Mm-hmm. So it was exciting there for a little while. Um but I, you know, to see some people's reservations about that hire, I totally got because there was always kind of that, man. I hope that works out because you talk about doing something that could further our. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't the way to put it. We're in a bad spot right now, and right. Lane Kiffin wouldn't have worked out. It would have been that much worse. Um, you could say it probably about most coaches, but as far as that goes, it could have been a match made. You know. I don't know. It could have been a bad, bad deal if it hadn't worked out. But who knows how he'll do it on mess. I hope we beat him every year. Uh, and I think, I think this guy that we got now, man, Coach Pittman, seems like, you know, the one thing I've paid attention to that I think I'm impressed with uh, is that is that he's the most, anyways, that he's um, willing to go get other people that are that are great thinkers, head coaches, experienced, mm-hmm. and like rely on them heavily. And I think everybody you know, is aware that he probably needs to do that. But, man, his willingness to be humble and do that, that's huge to me. Yeah. Kind of need that. I think I agree with you on that. Keith, what's your thoughts on Barry Odom? That was a huge get. I mean, that's obviously – that's like your number one draft pick at defensive coordinator, and they got him. Yeah, yeah you know that he had – the Pittman had that relationship there. And, you know, I think, honestly, looking back at when we hired – Paul Rhodes, that first go-around with Bielema, that Barry Odom was a hot name coming up out of Memphis mm-hmm. after they posted, like, the 11th best defense in the country in his third year at Memphis. And I I just I, I have to think that there's a couple of stories kind of out of the Bielema coaching days where he would kind of get in his own way on some stuff, and I think he may have gotten in his own way of the Odom hire at the time, and then he ended up in Missouri. Yeah. but Because uh, it seemed like that was in the bag for a little bit. Um, and then Paul Rhodes came out of nowhere and got the D.C. job. But, no, it's a relationship thing. I think that's kind of how I'm trying to, you know, how, how you're trying to figure out the O.C. Yeah. Uh, hire next. Um, his, but the thing is, his relationships kind of stem back to the O.L. On, on, on the line on some stuff with some coaches. So I don't know if you're going to see the offensive coordinator be kind of like, a, what is it, Bill uh, – Beaten Ball, is that his name? The, the guy that's at Oklahoma. Yeah. O-line coach, and, co-offensive coordinator and, there. Or Rob, or Rob Sale is another I think name. Cole, I think Kale Gundy games. makes more sense, though. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, no, you need somebody that's going to couple up with the tight ends or quarterbacks. I mean, um, Chip Long is the t- a tight ends guy. I don't. Yeah. I guess that ship has sailed. But um, – it just it, – we'll see what, if, if you're the, – the weird thing to me is that they've hired an offensive line coach and a receivers coach, and they're halfway done with the offensive side of the ball. But yeah. the coordinator's not going to be able to pick that guy, you know, those guys. It makes you think so, that he's got something figured out, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, why do you think the Chip Long stuff is cool? I mean, just just based on it, it taking so long, or what are you what are you what are you thinking? Well, I was trying to get Joe to use his celebrity the other night, and we yeah. were talking about it. And I said, "Why don't we call Mark Henry right now?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know him." I'm like, "Well, let's just do it anyway because you're Joe Nichols." <laughs> <laughs> so if I if I was him, if we were trading places, I'd be abusing that constantly. Yeah. <laughs> would, it, Who says I haven't? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, that wouldn't the Henrys be the first to know? I, I they might they be if it was a tight ends coach. If it was Chip Long and his tight ends coach. Now we've heard that he's uh, that he's told recruits that he's got uh, some hires made and that uh, they still have a game or two left to play. This was last week, so that immediately makes me go to okay, NFL. They've got you know at that point they had two games left to play or college football playoff. But uh, we also heard this morning he said on the buzz that. Uh, that he hopes to have a coordinator named by the end of the week. So that obviously knocks both of those thing, those situations out. So what, whoever he was talking about must have been, you know, somebody that's um, not going to be the offensive coordinator in terms of, of hires. That's what he was telling recruits. So. And it's, it's, it's interesting to hear him also speak of, you know, he's saying RPO, but he's also saying PRO, which is the pass run option. So, yeah. so it's pass first, I guess. Pass first. <laughs> they use that a lot at Penn State and uh-huh. doing some very innovative stuff there. So that is – from a from a schematic standpoint is exciting for me because that means he's going to be on the cutting edge and not everybody you can see Trey Knox is probably already worried that it's going to be three yards in a cloud of dust and he's not getting the ball yeah so we got to we got to kill that uh, rumor right now yeah he's no, going to throw I don't, it I don't necessarily think that's how it's going to going to shake out I just think they're going to be better on the offensive line the thing I always remembered about the offensive line is they under Pittman they always look so under control like they're not even moving fast they just get to their blocks and stuff. What do you think, Joe? Do you think uh, who do you think would uh, would be a good fit at offensive coordinator? Have you even looked into that yet? Man, I, I, I've heard so many names that I'm unfamiliar with. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. I, I, I do try to follow a lot of college football and just keep up with the, the coordinators and you know head coaches that are doing well. Certainly with this coaching search, but um, I, I think uh, I go back to the, the humility that that Coach Pittman, Coach Pittman has showed so far, mm-hmm. his willingness to go out and get people that are you know independent thinkers or at, you know on his level of, of control you know as far yeah. as the defense goes like you mentioned Barry would be a great defensive coordinator obviously um, and to find somebody that equal on offense I, well, I say that there's a lot of coordinators that are, that are getting head coach jobs nowadays and it seems like they're the hot name right. and then they take over a team and say it's a great offensive coordinator. Well, the offense kind of doesn't do quite as good as they did at their last job because they're relinquishing play calling duties to somebody that's their now coordinator, or mm. they're focusing on defense as well, or something like that. I think um, I think this is where Coach Pippen's a great hire because he can kind of look at both sides of the ball and add parts, especially the offensive line that are important. But again, like the defensive coordinator, relying on somebody that knows, like you were, if you were saying there, Keith, um, the current cutting edge offenses. I think is important, man. I think, um, you know, the CE role is going to be, is it, it's an incredible route that, that Arkansas is taking with, with, with coach Pittman. And I think his willingness to go out and find a guy that's top notch is fantastic. And as, as a, as an offensive line guy, his duties won't be auto, you know, focused solely on every play, every play, every play, you know, miss uh, micromanaging play by play. Right. Um, which a lot of head coaches do, but, um, Man, I, I don't know. I think the Chip Long thing made sense for a little bit, but like you, Keith, I I think it kind of 
sailed pretty fast. Uh, the other guy from Colorado made sense for a minute. I don't know. A lot of people were kind of weren't crazy about that, but it seemed like that's kind of sailed as well. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. But like I said, so many names out there that make sense, and, and especially the guy from Oklahoma, uh, both mm. guys from Oklahoma. Have you guys had a chance to watch the Saban and Belichick deal on uh, HBO where they get together and have a talk? I thought a little bit. I thought Saban made a great point when he said when he brings in a coordinator, he expects them to learn what they do and not just like they don't bring somebody in to do their thing. They bring somebody in to do the Alabama thing because everybody here knows the terminology except for you, so you learn it. I thought that was a great – I thought that was a great – uh, take on on bringing coordinators in. So, when are you when are you headed up here next, Joe? You got a plan to come to Fayetteville? I, you know, I'm not sure about. You still as got far family as, uh, in Rogers. I, I do have family up there. I just visited for uh, Thanksgiving. My mother and my sister up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I probably won't be back up that way. Maybe for another few months. It's but, been um, hard to imagine to schedule like coming up for a football game when they've been so bad. <laughs> I mean, well, I was telling Keith, you know, I made it to the Portland state game. Oh yeah. Um, and it got a, got a little bit of a preview, like everybody of, you know, yeah. kind of, this could be bad this year. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. could be tough. We could struggle. Yeah. Um, but that was the only one I caught this year. You know, the thing is I work a lot of Saturdays and it's kind of my business day of the week. I hear you. And so throughout the fall, it's kind of a heavy tour and see uh, tour part of the, does it, part of the touring season. does it not make enough sense to have you do and like ha, how many country singers do we have from Arkansas? We got Justin Moore, Travis Tritt, uh, uh, Tracy Lawrence. Does it not make sense to have a concert before a game on a Friday night, like yeah, during the cool. season? <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. You man. did you did the walk right? Didn't you walk with Morris? I did. Yeah, for the Portland State game. Yeah, with Bobby and uh, Bob Bones and. Justin Moore did that. It was that was a lot of fun, you know, before the game. That's a lot of fun. Joe, I've got to I've got to task you with the with the uh, job of, of creating a song about Arkansas. There's not there's not any real great songs about Arkansas. If you think about yeah. it, and there's a lot of great country music artists that come from the state of Arkansas. But what's the great Arkansas song? Louisiana's got great songs. Alabama has great songs. Tennessee. Yeah, you you would think with as much state pride as as most of us Arkansas guys have that we'd come up with something that you know is not corny and kind of just does have a, have a you know somewhat of a pride yeah. statement about Arkansas. Yeah. I, I will say that that you know being an Arkansas fan and, and having somewhat of a of a profile in the public, I think um, Master take a lot of stuff. You know, as far as far as my friends go, that are LSU fans or Alabama fans or Georgia fans, it's easy to be a fan of those guys mm-hmm. most of the time. That's that's all yeah. fine. But something about being just kind of constantly bombarded with, oh man, you guys, yeah. you guys sure got it rough. Um, I, I think there's something that galvanizes us as Razorbacks fans and guys from Arkansas that kind of a us against the world kind of thing. Yeah, you know, kind of a we we, we might get beat up on a lot but i think it makes us a little tougher so when the good times come around like in the petrino years and, and a lot of the nut years you know when they come around we're like well we're like pigs and slop yeah know? exactly we're pretty excited yeah exactly but it does kind of galvanize us. i think we have a, a brotherhood a sisterhood and of people that uh that really have kind of been through wars together you know mm-hmm. some bad years together so when the good times come which i think they're on their way you know it's all that much greater the three dudes on this podcast right now have worked their asses off to get to where they're at, and that's that's what to me that's what's being from Arkansas right there. 
Yeah. So that's and that's why I love Sam Pittman to kind of bring it full circle is he he has been around for thirty plus years and working his ass off to get to this point. And you said it the other day, if this is a dream, it's better than a dream or whatever he said. And yeah, whatever he's, he's living right now, and I think we're all living the same thing in our own way. And uh, I'm really pulling for Sam. And man, if you didn't if you didn't shed a I watered up, man. I didn't know who was chopping onions when he was doing his press conference. That introductory yeah. thing, he got me. So I'm, I've never yeah. been happier for a guy to get a job. I'll tell you what. I mean, there wasn't just a bunch of great names. Like, was there a name out there that was just like, yes, this guy right here checks every box. This is the guy. I just didn't see – I just didn't feel like it was a great group of coaches who were possibilities. I mean, really it was Lane Kiffin was, you know, the main guy everybody was looking at. So I, I don't know. I felt like – Given the coaches that were out there, you know, what Arkansas's situation is, Pittman just, I think, ended up being just a great fit now. He's got some stuff to prove because he hasn't been a head coach before. We all know well, that. You, but You said it. You, you've you been saying it the whole time. We're not going to get what we want. We're going to get what we need. Yeah. So, and I hope so. I, I, now, I'm cautiously optimistic because he's never done it before. But the only reason I really wanted Kiffin and was beating that drum so loud is because I thought he was going to go steal the staff from Alabama. Yeah. Now, look what he's doing on at Ole Miss. He's going trying to get Scott Cochran as his uh, strength and conditioning guy as an on-field mm-hmm. coaching position, and, and that's who runs that show down there. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see who Pittman puts him around him, and this is the next best thing, and honestly better because I don't think we're going to have to – worry about uh sam and jamie having any uh domestic affairs or whatever kiffin, <laughs> kiffin was going to be out on dixon every night let's wow. face it so you know what i'm saying like I, lane lane you just couldn't trust the guy i mean he that if that thing fails it is going to fail in spectacular fashion yeah so probably i don't think don't we don't have to worry the worst thing we got to worry about with Pittman is that he's going to get a bunch of guys and we're going to ron zook this thing to the next leg you know yeah. i mean that's that's what it's going to look like if it if it fails here because he's going to go out and recruit his ass off. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think um, you know to, to piggyback off that. I think um, you know the Lane Kiffin thing. Like I said it could have been a if it would have went bad here, it would have went really really bad, mm-hmm. and people would have said, "Oh, that's such an Arkansas thing to happen." You yeah. know, lately we've had just that kind of run where if it can go wrong, it will go wrong with Arkansas. Yeah. And if it's a and it's a 50-50 ball with Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin being hired at Arkansas. Man, if it would have fallen off the tracks, it would have just furthered that national perception of, oh, man, this can't get anything right down there. But with yeah. Coach Pittman, I think it's it's not just a, a safe hire, but I think it's a smart hire because, once again, the pride thing, mm-hmm. the pride, getting the pride reestablished in the state of Arkansas in the football program is huge because that's all we have. Yeah. You know, we have – we have at the end of the day, we have this pride about being from the state, being in that program, being around the university. I think that um, and people need to tap into that because that that will get more. That will get one hundred and fifty percent out of a player mm-hmm. that is seventy five percent less talented. <laughs> they yeah. don't get guys on the field that will bleed for you if you just establish that pride again. That's what's important. That's something that Arkansas has been lacking. All right, fellas, appreciate y'all being with us. Hey, go get the uh, Joe 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 Nichols Christmas album. It's out in school. All right. Yeah, man. All right. We'll we'll, we'll be sure to get that. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Appreciate you, fellas. There you go. All right. right. That's Joe Nichols and Keith Grayson. 
Uh, Keith's been on with us several times in the past, uh, provides a, a unique fan perspective. He's uh, the uh, proprietor of Grayson Real Estate, disgraced former president of the Arizona Razorback Club, also does some high school coaching on the side. And then, of course, Joe Nichols, a country music star from uh, Rogers, Arkansas, now in Tyler, Texas. And uh, has been with Hogsports for a long time. Like I said, that one time, I mean, he just – actually two different times after singing the national anthem, he came up and uh, and said hello to me before kickoff. And I just thought that was – I was just really amazed by that. Um, so, I uh, appreciate having them on. So, offensive coordinator, we talked a little bit about it, but there's obviously some names out there. Chip Long, I mean, it seems like if that was going to happen, it would have happened already. We know that uh, – Uh, Sam Pittman has said that uh, if, you know, he plans to hopefully have one hired by the end of of all this. Kendall Browse is another one. I I thought that Kendall Browse made a lot of sense to go with Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss, but um, he hired the UCF offensive coordinator, so Kendall Browse is still out there. Willie Taggart is the head coach at FAU now, who was his former boss at Florida State. Um, You know, Kel Gundy makes some sense just because – Really, you know, Lincoln Riley is always going to be the play caller there, right, at Oklahoma. So, um, Kel Gunny's co-offensive coordinator, you know, he went to school at OU, you know, he's coached there for a long time. Rich Rodriguez, there's a guy that's had a lot of success with dual-threat quarterbacks, was at Ole Miss for just one year. Uh, Major Applewhite, who is an analyst at Alabama, you know, he could – you could see him maybe kind of sitting, waiting in the wings if Steve Sarkeesian gets a head coaching job or something. Uh, you know, or an NFL OC job or something like he did last time, then maybe Major's waiting on that for to open up because he was at Alabama before, but he's the guy to keep an eye on. We mentioned Doug Neusmeyer, uh, who that doesn't make a lot of sense because he is in the NFL. He's tight ends coach with the Dallas Cowboys now, um, but he did work at Florida with, uh, uh, with Arkansas's new offensive line coach, Brad Davis. Derek Dooley, would, would Arkansas hire both coordinators? From Missouri, I don't know if that's if that's practical, but uh, Sam Pittman did coach under Derek Dooley at, uh, at at excuse me at Tennessee back in 2012. So there's just a few names uh, that are being tossed around. I don't know. I kind of feel like none of these names are going to end up being the guy. Um, you know, Arkansas's defensive coordinator, really the biggest hire right now that's going on, the biggest hire in the offseason as far as assistant coaches is Barry Odom to Arkansas. That's the biggest hire. That's the biggest hire that's out there so far. So, see if we've got a couple of uh, questions here. Ashton Kohler says, I think Coach Pittman will be good for all of us. He'll get the players to fit right in for us, just needs to get the players in here. Yeah. And also, he needs to bring the – I thought I think one of the best things that Sam Pittman has said is he needs to recruit his own team. And I've said before, I thought from the very start that Chad Morris just kind of – the team just kind of split up right from the very beginning, you know. If you guys were doing it the right way, I wouldn't be here, you know, and always talking about a rebuild and stuff. And Pittman has, you know, mentioned that, you know, he's got to get, you got to recruit your way out of this, but also recruiting the current team. And uh, so I think he'll, that'll go a long way and just kind of building that bond, that unity. You know, it's just very down to earth, very real. I think that's going to go a long way in terms of these players wanting to fight for somebody. And that's really what, and we talk so much about, you know, coordinators, who's a good coordinator to move up into a head coaching role, but, Really, it's about getting a figurehead. And I, I, I keep saying this. I keep thinking about the, the godfather. You know, the godfather had his generals and all that stuff. And, you know, he was a guy that everybody respected and trusted and um, was very loyal to also. And I, I kind of think of Pittman kind of in that way. Jared Eubanks says, Jim Chaney, LOL. You know, Jim Chaney and uh, Sam Pittman are very good friends. I don't know that that's going to work out. I mean, he's just in his first year at Tennessee, so I don't know that that, that would really work out. 
We need to get Trey Scott, says Jared Eubanks, the Georgia DL coach. Yep, he is from Arkansas. He's from Crossit. He played at Arkansas Tech. Huge person. He is a huge human being. Now, the thing with Trey Scott is, you know, he would probably need a different title like DL coach and associate head coach or something like that because you don't really see coaches very often move you know, from a DL coach in the SEC to another DL coach in the SEC. Same way with Sam – or, excuse me, with uh, with Jim Chaney, you know. So, usually when a coach moves jobs, it's going to be a promotion type of job, either to a more prestigious program or to some other title or a pay raise also. Doug Guy says Saban might hire Chip Long. Hope we do. Doug Guy says a lot of rumors that Saban wants Chip Long. Todd Willis says, how about the kid from Moralton? You're talking about Jacoby. We talked about Jacoby Criswell. Danny seems to think he's going to stick with UNC now. Donnie Butt says, all the people saying he he doesn't have a head coaching experience can throw that out the window because Odom will help with that. Yes, you would like to think that. Let's see what else we got. Chip Long could be a head coach in a couple years. Yeah, he's only 36. He's starting to develop quite a resume. The thing that's intriguing about Chip Long is he was at Arkansas before as a graduate assistant under Bobby Petrino, so he comes from that tree, and I think that intrigues a lot of people. Go Hogs from LaGrange, Georgia. Home of Sam Oljibutu, says Todd Willis. Been to LaGrange several times. Donnie Butt says, I lived six years in Alabama. It was hell. (laughs) All right, everybody. I think we had a pretty interesting show today. Danny West joined us again. If you want to follow Danny West recruiting stuff, and he's got a a recruiting VIP podcast where he goes in a lot more depth. It's only to our subscribers at hogsports.com. So go check that out. Again, it's 50% off right now at hawgsports.com. No promo code required. Just sign up the site and you'll get it for 50% off. Normally it's $107.40. It's also, you can sign up for $1 right now for your first month. So you can sign up and decide if you like it. And we also have loyalty, loyalty parks. So people who've been around with us for a while not on any other promotion you get cbs all access for free which is a 99 value and you'll have that for the life of your subscription so seven years from now you're still you're still signed up with hogsports.com um, you will have gotten basically 700 worth of cbs all access on top of all that plenty of ways to watch and listen always streaming live on facebook live hence the name hogsports live be sure to follow the channel share the content throw us a thumbs up now if you haven't done so already also available on youtube subscribe to the channel hit the notifications bell so you're notified every time we upload a new video and throw us a thumbs up there too if you don't mind uh apple podcast throw us a review and a rating we want everybody to find hogsports.com whenever they search arkansas razorbacks on apple Podcasts. also available on spotify stitcher and uh, iHeartRadio, google podcast just about anywhere you can think of to find um to find podcasts. I want to thank Danny West for joining us. I want to thank you guys for your questions. Thank you for tuning in and all the support you guys have shown us at hogsports.com. Of course, Keith Grayson, who always brings a unique fan perspective and having Joe Nichols on for the first time. I thought that was really cool. Country music star Joe Nichols go out and buy his Christmas album. All right, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com and we will catch you next time.